0: Welcome back to another episode of Everything NHL, the hockey segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'm your host Nathan and we're here with our hockey expert James Kumar.
1: Hey, what's up, bro? What's
0: so, up. So today we're going to go over Thursday and Friday's games. We'll take a look at some pickups and then we'll preview Saturday's game.
1: All right, sounds good.
0: All right, so uh, let's start with uh, Thursday's games. And we'll start off with um, an impressive game by the Boston Bruins. They were able to defend their home against Tampa Bay 3-2. So really good job by the Bruins. No goals in the first period. In the second period, we had Brandon Hagel for Tampa Bay and David Pasternak for Boston. And uh, in the third period, we had Steven Stamkos with a goal for Tampa Bay, and David Pasternak was able to get a hat trick for Boston in the third period. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game?
1: Yeah, this is a big win for Boston. They get it done at home against Tampa Bay, and they actually take Tampa Bay's spot as the 3rd place team in the Atlantic Division. Tampa Bay now drops into seventh place in the East with that. Um, yeah, this was a huge win for Boston. Obviously, David Pasternak, it's a hat trick. Brandon Hagel looked good for Tampa Bay uh, since coming over, and the trade he scored in this game as well. Yeah, I think Tampa Bay, they've been slipping a little bit. I mean, they still have a decent record, but Toronto passed them, now Boston passed them. So uh, I know this is a team that really doesn't need to worry about things until the playoffs, but it's still going to be interesting to see if they um, aren't in a top three spot in their division. But yeah, good win for Boston, and yeah, they keep moving up in the standings. Sure.
0: Um, I guess, what do you think of Boston's uh, playoff chances?
1: Well, I guess Boston's... They're in better shape than Tampa Bay as of right now. looks like they'll be matched up with Toronto in the first round, which is a nightmare for Toronto fans if that happens. But, um, yeah, there's still quite a bit of hockey left to be played. I'd say a good, like, 17, 18 games left for most teams. So, uh, yeah, uh, Boston's definitely looking like they're in good shape, and they should be clinching the playoffs soon.
0: And uh, moving on to the next game, we have a really close game, uh, montreal was, uh, played a really a good game, but Florida was able to still beat Montreal at their home 4-3. So good job by both teams. Uh, Nick Suzuki with a goal for Montreal in the first. Alexander Barkov with a goal for Florida in the first. And in the second period, we have Mason Marshmont and uh, Anthony DeClaire for Florida and Jake Evans for Montreal. In the third period, we have Sam Reinhardt and for Florida and Paul uh, Byron for Montreal. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it was a pretty solid effort from both teams, like you said. Um, you got Florida with a lot of new acquisitions. Uh, at the trade deadline, Claude Giroux, he had two assists in his first game with Florida. And then um, you also have Ben Sherat, who came from Montreal. Um, he ended up getting points as well in this game um and then yeah i I think that both teams played relatively well florida was on the road they had their backup goalie spencer knight in net and they still were able to get the win montreal played hard they got three goals so yeah i'd say both teams looked good out of this game florida i mean they've been dominant all year uh first in the atlantic uh uh, first in the east you know the the whole deal and then obviously montreal they've been struggling most of the year but like you said pretty solid effort sure
0: and speaking of solid effort um dallas was able to um, I guess take uh, Carolina all the way to a shootout, and they were able to win the shootout. So, really good job by Dallas. Uh, no goals in the first period, but in the second period, we have Jamie Bent for Dallas and Nito rider for Carolina. In the third period, we have Vincent Trocek and Nito Niederrider for Carolina, and Lupe uh, Heinz with two goals for Dallas. No goals in overtime. Tyler Sagan was able to get the goal for the shootout to, I guess, uh, get a win for Dallas. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, great game here. Back and forth. Um, Goes all the way to overtime. Goes all the way to shootout. Um, Yeah, clutch win for Dallas. I think they played their third string goalie here, Wedgwood. They just got him at the deadline able to beat a top team in carolina at home which is pretty impressive dallas is really trying to make that playoff push they're in the west they're on that on that bubble they're just in that last wild card spot as we speak just ahead of vegas now so yeah dallas that was a clutch win that they pulled off on thursday night then as for carolina i know they they are first in their division, uh, but they have been up and down as of late. Uh, yeah, they've only won five out of their last 10. So they've been kind of mediocre as of late. So hopefully they can sort of turn things around and get on the right track.
0: For Sure. And, uh, moving on to the next game, we have a pretty high scoring game here. Uh, the Islanders were able to outshoot Detroit five to two. So really impressive by the Islanders. Um, in the first period, we have Anthony Beauvillier and Oliver Wallstrom for the Islanders in the first period. In the second period, we have Brock Nelson for the Islanders. And in the third period, we have uh, Josh Bailey and Brock Nelson again for the Islanders with Pius Suter and Sam Gagnier for Detroit. And so uh, what are your thoughts on this game?
1: Yeah, this game was a game where New York just came out like pretty much on fire I think it got up to 4 nothing at one point, and then Detroit kind of made it a game. Yeah, Detroit's really struggled as of late. I think once they figured out that they were a little too far to make the playoffs, I don't know whether they're like tanking or whether they have injuries or things just aren't really uh, working out as well for them. But I think the Islanders are sort of the opposite. They realize that they probably won't make the playoffs, but they've actually started to play better since they've gotten a lot of their guys back. So, um, yeah, two two teams in similar boats, but going in different directions. So um yeah the i think they're the islanders are like four and one in their past five and detroit's kind of been like slipping uh yeah i I think detroit they're like uh, two wins in their last 10 something like that so yeah uh two teams going in opposite directions for sure
0: yeah i guess uh what do you think about the offseason for these two teams
1: islanders definitely need to get younger they have i think the oldest team in the league so they definitely need to change things up They play a little slow they don't normally score enough i know tonight or sorry this wasn't tonight this was thursday um the the thursday game said things differently by them getting five goals but definitely need to add some goals scoring definitely need to get younger and as for detroit they're coming out of a rebuild just keep sticking true to the process
0: sure and uh moving on to the next game we have um another 5-2 game but this time ottawa was able to get five Against the Jets, too, at the Jets home. So that's really impressive by Ottawa. Um, Josh Morrissey for the Jets in the first period, Brady Kachuk for Ottawa in the first period. No goals in the second period. But in the third period, we had a bunch of goals by um, Ottawa, I mean from Ottawa by Tyler Ennis, Colin White, Connor Brown, Brady Kachuk again, with Kyle Connor getting another goal for Winnipeg. And uh, what are your thoughts on this game?
1: Yeah, I mean the Jets had been hot. They're one of those teams in the West that's also trying to make a big push for the playoffs. But yeah, Ottawa caught them off guard in Winnipeg and they they got the win, scoring a lot of goals. Um, yeah, I mean, uh outside of Kyle Connor, who's pretty much been on fire this whole year, he has 40 goals, but um, I don't know, the rest of the Jets team just really didn't come to play in this game. Uh uh, could have seen a better effort maybe they have been a bit tired I know the Jets have been playing a lot of games recently that could be one of the reasons but I think it's pretty much just a one-off I think they're currently playing uh, on uh, Friday night as we're recording and yeah uh, they are up uh, in the second period so yeah it's, there's a good chance they'll bounce back assuming they win that game as well so um, yeah um, great effort from Ottawa getting the win and I think the Jets should be able to bounce back
0: for sure and uh, moving on to the next game, we have another 5 2 game again, but this time Philadelphia was able to get five against the St. Louis Blues, too. So, really, impl- really impressive by the Flyers. Um, Travis connecting and Patrick Brown for the Flyers in the first. And in the second, we have Travis connecting again for the Flyers. And for the Blues, we have Vladimir Tarasenko and Alexei uh, Torovchenko. And in the third period, we have Hayden. Uh, Hodgson and Joel therapy for the Flyers. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game?
1: Yeah, this is a pretty big win for the Flyers. I think they had a 13 game losing streak on the road that they snapped by getting this win. So that's pretty good. Um, and then, yeah, um, St. Louis, I don't know. They, they've also been kind of up and down. Um, I guess in their last 10, they've only won three games. Yeah, I, they've dropped to now third in their division while they had a solid hold on second earlier. I'd say about two weeks ago, they were solidly in second in their division. They sort of slipped a little bit as Minnesota's won four in a row. But um, yeah, I think St. Louis really needs to get things going. It's not good losing to a Flyers team that's pretty much sold most of their big pieces over the offseason and at the deadline. So um, yeah, I definitely I, I'd like to see St. Louis turn things around before the playoffs. For sure.
0: And uh, moving on to the next game we have, um, I guess another Western Conference game, but this one was pretty close. Um, Minnesota was able to defend their home against Vancouver in overtime. So pretty good job by Minnesota. We have uh, Bo Horvat for Vancouver in the first and Kirill Kaprizov for Minnesota in the first. In the second period we have Kevin Fiala for Minnesota in the third period, we have JT Miller for Vancouver, but with Joel Erickson, uh getting the overtime goal for Minnesota to get them win, get them to the win. Um, what are your thoughts on this game?
1: Yeah, this is a great game for both teams. I probably wouldn't put the loss on Vancouver considering they beat Colorado the night before. So it's tough going back to back against two top teams in the central division. Uh, but yeah, both teams played well. I think in overtime Canucks could have won it from what I remember. I think JT Miller hit the goal post and then it sort of went the other way. And then Joel Erickson was able to score, but yeah, Canucks still get a point out of it. Minnesota stays hot. Like I mentioned, they've won four in a row and yeah, the Canucks are one of those bubble teams. They, they're sort of sitting right there. Um, I think they're what, like four points behind Dallas. So they still got a bit of work to do, but um yeah, they're definitely trying to make a push for the playoffs.
0: Sure. I guess speaking of pushing for the playoffs, um, the Oilers uh, beat San Jose 5-2 at the Oilers' home. So I guess it looks like their offense is um, ready for the playoffs right now. Uh, No goals in the first uh, period, but in the second period, we have Eric Carlson for San Jose, and Kyler Kyler Yamamoto and Leon Dreisaitl for the Oilers in the second period as well. In the third period, we have uh, Derek Broussard. Leon side and Evander Kane for the Oilers, with Thomas Hertel getting another goal for San Jose. And uh, what are your thoughts on
1: this game? Yeah, the Oilers, they have been playing better. They're solidly in that third spot in the Pacific Division. So like you said, it looks like they are going to make the playoffs. Yeah, their offense playing better. Um, I think they got forward Ryan Nugent Hopkins back for this game, which just improves their depth up front even more. Um, I think they acquired Derek Bursard at the trade deadline and he scored in this game. So yeah, this team's looking a whole lot better than they were a few months ago. So I like what I'm seeing from the Oilers. Of course, dry is trying to keep up with Austin Matthews in the goal scoring race. I think he's, a, he's second in that race right now. He gets a couple in this game and then for the sharks. Um, yeah, they've had injuries. They've sort of been back and forth, mediocre. They're not going to be a playoff team this year. And, yeah, it was tough sledding for them in this game against the Oilers.
0: For sure. And I guess, uh, what do you think about the playoff chances for the Oilers?
1: Yeah, I'd say they're pretty good. They just got to keep playing the way they're playing because if Vegas somehow gets hot, they could take their spot. So, uh, yeah, that's just one thing the Oilers need to just watch out for just to keep consistently winning. Like, I think they've won six out of their last ten. If they keep winning six out of every ten games, they should be in the playoffs.
0: For sure but I guess Vegas isn't going to make it easy because it looks like they are pretty hot right now. Um, they defended their, the Fortress against um, Nashville 6-1, to one, so it looks like they're trying to make the playoff push still. Um, we have uh, Matthias Janmark and Nicholas Roy for Vegas in the first period. Uh, we have Evgeny Dadunov and Jack Eichel for Vegas in the second, with Philip Forsberg for Nashville in the second as well. And in the third period, we have Chandler Stevenson and Alex Petrangelo for Vegas. And uh, what are your thoughts on this game?
1: Yeah, this is a solid effort from Vegas. I know they struggled earlier in the week, but they beat a Nashville team that's just ahead of them in the standings, which is what you need to do if you're trying to make the playoffs. And they got six goals in this game after getting shut out and back to back. So yeah, Vegas, they're looking to get rolling again. A solid win for them. Nashville, they've been pretty hot uh, from what I remember. But uh, this just sort of seems like it was probably a one-off. They should be able to bounce back in their next game. Um, But yeah, uh, I think it's more impressive that Vegas was able to beat a team that's above them in the standings.
0: Yeah, I mean, Nashville has been pretty solid this year. Vegas, they're normally solid, but they slid a little bit. But it looks like they're uh, ready to prove that they still got it.
1: Yeah, I mean, injuries have played a big part of it. Um, Salary cap uh, constraints as well. So, um, yeah, they've definitely had some setbacks this year, but hopefully they can still try and get into the
0: playoffs. Sure. And uh, I guess moving on to the next game, we have Chicago winning a shootout against the Kings. So really impressive job by Chicago. Um, Patrick Kane for Chicago in the first And in the second period, we have Alex Dabrinkit and Sam Lafferty for Chicago and Trevor Moore and Philip Denault for the Kings. In the third period, we have Philip Denault for the Kings. No goals in overtime. Alex Dabrinkit was able to get the goal for the shootout win for Chicago. Uh, What are your thoughts on these two teams? Yeah, Chicago was
1: playing with a Uh, former AHL goalie and Colin Delian. The guy made 43 saves. I've never seen him play this well in the NHL before. Um, Really solid game for him. Chicago gets, I think, back-to-back wins. I believe they beat Anaheim the night before. So, yeah, really impressive lately from Chicago ever since the trade deadline. Their team has been getting pretty hot. I know they're kind of too far to try and make the playoffs, but, I mean, just... Looking like making the record look reasonable is definitely something that's on their mind. Maybe trying to play spoiler for a team like the Kings, that kind of thing. So, yeah, good win, good win for them. And then I guess as for LA, um, they they are second in the Pacific right now, but there are teams breathing down their throat a little bit. So they definitely need to get the wins while they can, so that they can hold their spot in the playoffs.
0: Sure. And I guess looking at some of Friday's games, it looks like they're still going on. Um, I think the Arizona Calgary game just started. Uh, 0-0 on the first. Um, Colorado's up against the Flyers in the first. Oh, 1-0. Um, Winnipeg and Columbus are tied 2-2 in the second period. Um, it looks like the Rangers are up 5-1 against the Penguins in the third with only two minutes left. So, really good job by the Rangers. Um, and It looks like uh, Buffalo and Washington are tied 3 to 3 in the third. So, um, a lot of hockey going on right now, but the games are still going on, so we won't cover them. So, we're going to move on to the pickups portion of the podcast. And starting with forwards, who do you
1: So, for my forwards, I'll start with center Kevin Hayes of the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, Yeah, he's been really solid um, overall. I think ever since he came back from injury, Um, I think he's been back for about 10 games now. He's pretty much a point-per-game player, if not better. Um, In his last three games, he has six points, which is pretty insane. It's a total of plus three. And, I mean, uh, he has nine shots over that span as well as a power play point and a hit. So, yeah, he's producing in almost every category. Definitely, if you have center trouble, you could definitely pick him up, both shallow and deep leagues, as he's under 15% rostered. Um, I'll get now to Andrew Kopp of the New York Rangers. He's tri-eligible. He was just traded to New York from the Winnipeg Jets. He's around 45% rostered. He was added over 10% in the last week. So people are really jumping on this guy. Um, His last three games, he has, what is this, six points in his last three games, including a goal in the game going on right now. Uh, against the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's a total of plus two. He has a power play point. He's got five shots and four hits over those games. So definitely a must add. He's close to 50% rostered and he's try eligible. So definitely try and get him on your roster. Um, I also have another guy who was traded to the Pittsburgh Penguins and that's Ricard Raquel. Uh, He's been added over 15% in the last week as well. He's around 25% rostered. Yeah, definitely go add this guy. He's getting good line placement. He hasn't put up any points yet. He could play with guys like Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. And I mean, he's averaged around one or two shots per game and about two or three hits per game as well. So definitely a guy that's contributing whether he gets points or not. So definitely a guy you could look at adding. As well as one more player, and that's Dylan Strom. He's been so hot as of late um, playing on that line with Patrick Kane and Alex DeBrincat in Chicago. Um, I'd say in his last four games, um, he has a, a total of six points. Um, he's plus one. He has two power play points and he's got uh, seven shots in that span as well. So definitely playing really solid. Definitely a must add. He's center right wing eligible and he's just over 25% rostered. So he's, an avail- he's available in a lot of leagues. So definitely uh, go add Dylan Strong for forward.
0: Sure. And I guess I have a couple of guys that maybe people could take a look at. Um, I'll start with uh, Nick Schmoltz first. He's a boat rostered right now, and um, I guess for the season, he has 19 goals, 24 assists, plus 9 with 82 shots, so he can get some goals for you, he can get um, assists for you. Um, His plus-minus has been pretty good, especially considering um, the team he's on, and he gets a decent amount of shots, so um, he's pretty um, diverse, so you can definitely uh, pick him up. And I guess the next forward that I think people can maybe take a look at would be um, Brandon Hagel. Um, Brandon Hagel is more of, I guess, a goal scorer. I think he has 22 goals, 16 assists, ninety-eight shots. So if you're in a deep league, you could maybe not uh, take him mainly for goals, mainly for assists, mainly for shots. Um, plus minus isn't so good because it's minus 15, but um, if you need uh, goal, goals, shots, or assists. Or you can maybe still take a look at it. And I guess for my last uh, forward, you can maybe take a look at Lawson Cross. Um, he has 20 goals for the season with 14 assists, 128 shots, and he is minus six. Um, but I think the rest of the stats should make up for that. Gets a lot of hits for a forward as well. So if you need some hits, you can also add on to
1: defense. All right, for defense, I'll start with Hampus Lindholm. He was traded to the Boston Bruins this past week. Um, He's been at almost 10% uh, with him that week. He's just under 20% rostered. He's played a game with Boston. The first one was against Tampa Bay. He had one assist. He was plus two. He had four shots and four hits. So he's pretty much just contributing on every category uh, for the most part. So yeah, definitely a must add on defense in shallow or deep leagues um and then i'll get to shane goss despair of the arizona coyotes he's almost 50 percent rostered it's only a shallow league pickup but yeah he's been pretty solid pretty much all year at this point um he's got 10 goals he's got 30 assists considering he plays for arizona that's really solid he has a minus nine though so uh, you're gonna have to worry about the plus minus he does have 14 power play points as i believe he plays on the number one unit Um, He also has 123 shots and 35 hits over the season and he has two points in his past three games. So he is still playing solid. Um, Yeah. There's not much else I can say. Uh, Just go pick him up. uh, If you're in a shallow league.
0: Sure. And I guess for my two defensemen, um, I'll start with uh, Noah Addison for Calgary. Um, So far he has six goals, 22 assists. He's plus 13 with 142 shots. So, uh, he's a defenseman that can get you a lot of shots and get you a lot of assists. He's pretty good for um, plus-minus. He did get a goal against um, Vancouver. He gets a lot of shots. He hasn't gotten more goals yet, but he might get some more soon, considering uh, the amount of volume he's shooting with. And I guess for my next uh, defenseman, you can maybe take a look at uh, Mike Matheson. Um, he has nine goals, 16 assists. He's plus-10 shots so uh, i think for a deep league he's pretty well-rounded for a defenseman. so he's definitely someone that you'd want to take a look at if you're in a deep league. and for uh, goalies who do you have
1: yeah for goalies i have mike smith of the edmonton oilers uh he's just under 40 percent rostered um yeah he's been pretty hot over his past two weeks for the oilers um he has three starts in that span he has two wins he's only allowed six goals total which works out to a 199, 199 goals against average and a 0.933 save percentage, which is pretty solid. Uh, if you need uh, goalie categories, he's winning. He's getting good percentages. That's good recipe in my book. So definitely go add Mike Smith from the Oilers.
0: For sure. And I guess for my goalie, I'm going to recommend uh, Cal Peterson again. Um, he has 17 wins. Uh, his goals against average is 2.65 save percent is point nine zero uh, two. Um, he has um, a pretty good uh win rate normally when he starts uh he usually wins i think for the king's next few games they're facing the seahawks twice so um, if he starts for any of those games or both then um, you're, per- you're pretty much gonna get um, not necessarily a guaranteed win but there's a high chance that you'd be able to get another win there so Definitely take a look at Cal Peterson for that. And I guess that's about it for the pickups portion of the podcast. So we're going to move on to um, previews and starting with the Islanders versus um, Boston. Who do you think is going to take this game?
1: I think it's pretty hard to pick against Boston at this point. I mean, they've been so hot and they're going to be at home for this game. Yeah, I think uh, even uh, if I think Patrice Bergeron actually supposed to be back for this game as well. So Boston could get a boost. So yeah, I might like Boston in this game.
0: All right. And uh, moving on to Tampa Bay versus Detroit. Uh, who do you think snaps third?
1: It's gotta be Tampa Bay. I mean, you'd have to think so. Assuming Andre Vasilevsky starts, I think Tampa Bay is a, a must win here.
0: All right. And uh, moving on to Chicago versus Vegas. Um, Vegas is making a playoff push right now, so do you think they'll be able to keep their win streak?
1: I mean, Chicago's been playing good. I wouldn't count them out. I mean, there is a good chance Chicago wins this game. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be close, but yeah, maybe give me Chicago here. They have been playing a lot better than Vegas, in my opinion.
0: All right. And uh, moving on to Vancouver versus Dallas. Um, Does Dallas get to keep their win streak?
1: Yeah, uh, it is tough to say. Uh, I don't know, Vancouver's been playing well. This is another one of these toss-up games. I might lean with Vancouver just because uh, uh, they're going to have a a bit of rest, I guess, a a day off, because I know they were coming off back-to-backs. I mean, they just beat Colorado. Uh, On the other hand, Dallas did just beat Carolina. So, yeah, I don't know. Give me Vancouver.
0: All right. And uh, moving on to a classic rivalry, we have the Maple Leafs versus the Canadians at the Canadians' home. So, it's going to be an interesting game, but who do you think takes this?
1: I think Montreal beat Toronto at their home the last time, so I guess give me Toronto here to beat Montreal at their home.
0: All right. And uh, moving on to Florida versus Ottawa, um, who do you think takes this game? I think you'd have to go with Florida
1: at this point. Uh, all their acquisitions at the deadline have made them such a, a more solid team. Uh, Yeah, they're pretty much just going to steamroll teams at this point. So, yeah, give me uh, Florida here.
0: All right. And uh, moving on to uh, New Jersey versus Washington, who do you think is going to snap their losing streak here?
1: Oh, this is interesting because I believe Washington is playing the night before. Um, Yeah, I don't know. New Jersey might have a chance here to win. Uh, I don't know, Caps might be just coming off a back-to-back. They could get surprised a little bit. Yeah, maybe give me give me New Jersey in this game.
0: All right. And uh, moving on to Carolina versus St. Louis, um, who do you think takes this game?
1: Yeah, I might have to go with Carolina. I know they have been kind of mediocre, but St. Louis has been playing a little worse. So I think Carolina is clearly the better team here.
0: All right. And moving on to Columbus versus Minnesota. Minnesota has a four-win streak right now, so do they get to move on to a five-win streak?
1: I think they do. I think Columbus is coming off a back-to-back, so it's going to be tough for them to win on the road. Yeah, give me Minnesota at home.
0: All right. And moving on to Edmonton versus Calgary, Um, does Edmonton get to keep their win streak?
1: Calgary's been a tough test this year. I know this is the Battle of Alberta, so it can go either way, but Yeah, it's just been tough for the Oilers this year against Calgary. I think Calgary gets it done at home.
0: All right. And moving on to Seattle versus the Kings. Seattle does have a 2 win streak, but uh, do they get to keep it versus the Kings?
1: Honestly, uh, Kraken have been playing better lately. Yeah, maybe maybe they get a win here. I I don't know. The Kings have kind of looked a little off recently. I think there's a chance... uh, yeah, maybe maybe Seattle does get a win here. Uh, I'd be interested to see that.
0: All right. And uh, moving on to Anaheim versus San Jose, uh, who gets to uh, snap their uh, losing streak.
1: Yeah, I know both teams have been kind of losing uh, pretty bad. I think Anaheim's only won one game out of their last 10. Sharks have been a little bit better. So, yeah, give me the Sharks at home here.
0: All right. And... uh That's about the end of the preview portion of the podcast. So uh, do you have any last thoughts?
1: Yeah, honestly, we're sort of starting to see which teams are really making a push for the playoffs, especially in the West. I think uh, we talked about the point separation last uh, episode. And yeah, it's like a five-point separation between the final wild card spot and where the Jets are. And there's like four teams fighting for that one spot, which is pretty insane. You got Dallas, Vegas, Vancouver, and Winnipeg in there so, yeah, this is going to be really interesting down the stretch. Obviously, we talked about in the East, the top eight teams are pretty solidified. They're just moving around in terms of order. We saw Boston overtake Tampa Bay. Um, Yeah, Boston against Toronto would be interesting if that was a playoff series again. uh, I don't know how Toronto would react to that. But, um, yeah, that's looking like a genuine possibility at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean it could happen again but i'm pretty sure toronto's not going to be happy about that but i don't know maybe boston might be yeah
1: i don't know what it is but whenever boston faces toronto in a playoff series whether toronto just loses all of their life or something like i i just i can't even read it anymore like why toronto it's probably a mental thing with toronto at this point they definitely have the team that's good enough to beat boston it's probably that boston just seems to get in their head somehow
0: yeah guess boston's been a pretty storied franchise at this point they've had a lot of success so um they have a really good organization and they just figure out how to get wins
1: yeah i mean they've been winning a lot lately too i think they won eight out of their last 10 three in a row yeah i think that's the reason the tampa bay's just lost three in a row yeah so they passed tampa bay uh, that would put tampa bay in a potential matchup with carolina in the first round who they did beat in the playoffs last year I think, you, yeah, you'd have Washington against Florida, Toronto against Boston, and then you have Pittsburgh against the New York Rangers. So some pretty interesting matchups there if the playoffs started today. Yeah, we'll definitely have to see how things shake out.
0: For sure. And I guess one last question. It looks like the Rangers really took a step up um, this this year. They made it, it looks like they made it past the wildcard uh, portion. So it looks like they do have a spot. So um, what do you think about their regular season success so far?
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you take a look at all of the teams that made the playoffs last year, they pretty much took the Islanders' spot, essentially, from playoff-level teams. I know Montreal technically shouldn't have made the playoffs last year because they had a losing record, but they were in that Canadian division. But, um, yeah, the Islanders taking a step back allowed the Rangers to sort of take that step forward, and they've done really well. Yeah, third in the division. They're a generally a younger team. Maybe they might not be able to beat Pittsburgh this year, but it'll definitely, if they don't beat Pittsburgh this year, it'll definitely be a building block for years to come.
0: For Sure. And that about wraps it up for this episode of Everything NHL. If you liked what you watched, you can subscribe, hit the bell for notifications. Uh, Leave us a like, give us a comment, give us a review, and give us your thoughts on the NHL so far. If you liked what you listened to, you can follow us on Spotify. You can also follow us on Apple Music and Google Podcasts. If you need some sports picks, you can follow us at Fan Fan Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. And see you guys next week.